following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Who knocked it down at center ice? Playing the Panther Blue, it's at left. Up ahead, Verhage off the bench. Moving in, Verhage shooting. Save! Rebound, Verhage! Let's go home, baby! They win it in overtime! Carter Verhage has tied the series at two apiece. 3-2, Panthers! Uh, okay, if you want to be happy about that going home 2-2, have at it. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everybody. Yeah, they, boy... The Caps missed putting the Panthers in a chokehold by literally inches on that Garnet Hathaway empty netter that missed. Still, if you said after four games this would be a best of three against the President's Trophy winners, I think you'd take it. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Samantha Pell of the Washington Post. But before we do that, Capitals Insider, I think you know that. So it's another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. But before that, let's get a recap on Game 4. And I'm going to tell you why. You need to still be bullish about the Caps' future in this series. So let's do it. I'm actually going to give you three reasons, three big reasons. But remember, you're always going to make money betting the don't pass line, metaphorically speaking here. So it'd be real easy to say, okay, series is over, it's done, they had their chance, and that's it. But again, you know, if you were going back there three to one, I kind of like this position better. Obviously, nobody ever passes up a chance to be 3-1 to one in a best-of-seven. But we have seen 3-1 to one series leads evaporate in the blink of the eye for the Capitals. You know, I'm kind of okay with it being a 2-2 situation, even uh, at somebody else's barn. I mean, remember, the Caps have the best record in the NHL this year on the road. But there are three... Big reasons, I think, why the Caps are still more than just okay in this series. So let's go through them one by one, shall we? One. One. Reason number one, good defense. Capitals have been playing it. I mean, this is one of the best offenses in the league, right? It's the President's Trophy winner. We're talking about the Florida Panthers, of course. It took them 60 minutes and change to score three goals. One of those goals was a six-on-five advantage, and the other one was, yeah, I know it technically wasn't goalie interference, but a little bit of a garbage play there in overtime. So they got one goal last night, you know, 
equal strength, five on five, even up, whatever you want to call it. The Caps defense in this series, with the exception of game two, has been rock solid. And they've been taking it to the Panthers from a physicality standpoint. They've got the blueprint as to how to beat this team. They just got to go out and do it. But if they keep playing this kind of defense, I think it's not only possible, it's probable that they can pull it off. Two. And reason number two, and you're going to see a, a theme here, and that's the word good in front of everything. But reason number two is good koozie. We said this at the beginning of the season. This team is going to go as far as Evgeny Kuznetsov is going to take them. Yes, Alex Ovechkin is the best player on the team, but Evgeny Kuznetsov is the different maker, and we've talked about it before. You get good koozie sometimes, and you get bad koozie sometimes. And this time around, it's good koozie. Again, had the go-ahead goal in the third period, He's played solid. You know, what have we seen when we get bad Kuzi? Is Kuznetsov disappearing in clutch situations? Well, that hasn't happened in this series yet. He's been active. And yesterday, he was almost, in game four, he was almost the difference maker. He gave the Capitals a chance with a little bit more than three minutes to go in the game to put the chokehold on this thing. So, good Kuzi is going to mean good results down in Florida. Three. Amazingly enough, and it's hard to believe I'm saying this, but we got good Sammy, too. Ilya Samsonov, like it or not, it's been a rock so far in the goal. Remember, takes over for Vitek Vanacek in the third period of Game 2. Doesn't let in a shot. Faces, what, what was he, 14 for 14 in saves? I know. Game was out of hand at that point. That didn't stop Sergei Bobrovsky from giving up a couple of meaningless goals in, uh, in Game 3, did it? Now, Sammy gave up nothing in Game 2 in the third period, took in Game 3 until very late, or uh, gave up a goal in the first, what, couple of minutes, and then after that, nothing. And then last night, one goal in the first period, nothing again until very, very late in the third. No, he's played well. Now, obviously, we don't know if we're going to get good Sammy every night. But again, he's shown he can do it. If we get good Sammy in Game 5 down in Florida, again, that could mean good results for the Caps. Let's go into the locker room and uh, hear from both Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. First, though, Peter Laviolette and Lavi's impressions of Game 4. Again, they fired a lot of shots. Um... The sec- that's what I was saying. The second period probably wasn't our best period. Um, the first was like a, it wasn't a good reflection of five on five. So it's power play, penalty kill, power play, power play, penalty kill, penalty kill, penalty kill, and it's just the period's broken up. I thought in the third period we got our we got moving in the right direction and pressed and, and got to where we wanted. But there's not a lot of room out there five on five. Peter, what did you guys see on the game winner, and what did the officials tell you afterwards? Um, you know, they, they, um, I'm not sure what it is. They said that Lars helped them in there. I thought Lars was trying to get him out of there. Our goaltender's got to be able to make a save. I think that's fair, but still, I think anytime you got a goalie that gives up two goals in regulation in the playoffs, I'll take my chances with that. I'll take my chances with that any day of the week. 
Uh, there is no panic. It doesn't sound like in the voices of either Alex Ovechkin or Evgeny Kuznetsov. You lean on the vets at this particular point in time. I mean, let's face it. These guys have been through it. They've won a cup. They've been in this position before. So if they get outplayed, they get outplayed. But it's not going to be because of nerves. Um, obviously, it was a hard second for us. You know, we took lots of penalties. Um, penalty uh, killers do a great job. Obviously, Sammy was outstanding. Um, yeah, I think third period we play well. We play solid. We uh, kind of turned around the game. Um, at the end, there was uh, uh, you know uh, bad bounces and uh, goes in. But you know. Um, how I said, uh, it's going to be a tough long series, so um, move on. Forget about it, move on. Bingo. There you go. You just forget about it and move on. You got to have a memory. You got to have the goldfish memory in a situation like this. For the players, momentum swings. You can't even think about that. Just go out, do your job, do it the way you know you're capable of doing it, and things are going to work out. And Kuznetsov said much the same thing. He says there is no panic in the locker room right now. In terms of the third, third period, I think we had a pretty good push. And, and you know, like we said, the second period wasn't our best. But that's why we got the semi and that he, he gave us a chance to, to fight for that uh, game. And, you know, in third period, it's, it was everything in our hands. And, and, you know, eventually that's how it is. And, you know, we, we're going to play best of three right now. And... Uh, you know, and there is no panic, and, and, you know, it's still a pretty good chance. That's a real good chance. Again, this is a best of three. You're the best team in the league on the road, and you got two of the three of them on the road. So go down to Sunrise for game five. Take care of business there. You got a chance to wrap it up back at Capital One Arena. When we come back, we'll talk with Samantha Pell, Capitals insider for the Washington Post. She was there ringside, watched the whole thing. That's next, right here on the Bob Matthews Podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? Well, DraftKings Same Gay Parlays let you do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Connecticut, New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 and visit http backslash backslash ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 
NY. In New York, visit opgr.org. In Oregon, call or text TN Redline. That's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming. Physically present to win in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time now for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. We go to the Delta Crown Room where she is waiting to jump on her flight down to Miami. The Capitals insider from the Washington Post and the most distinguished graduate of the Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State <laughs> University, Samantha Pell. How are you, Sam? Doing good, doing good. Obviously coming off a pretty late night with you overtime, but playoff hockey, uh, what could be better? I hate, I hate overtime in playoff hockey. Mainly because, <laughs> you know, of the outcome last night. So I guess we've been talking a lot today about kind of looking on the bright side because you know, anybody can make money betting the don't pass, figuratively speaking. So I guess for one of the things on the bright side is you don't have to eat any more of these chicken sandwiches before the game. So that's good. Um, but the other thing is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, what is the vibe check, as you kids would say, do you think in the Caps locker room and what should it be? Because from my point of view, they're 2-2 now with a best of three series against the President's Trophy winners, that's not a bad place to be, and they probably would have taken that at the start of the series, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it was just the way uh, that the last game's results turned out for them. It seemed like the Capitals really had it locked in there uh, late in the third period. You know, 2-1 lead. Kuznetsov's really pretty, you know, breakaway score after TJ's big hit on the other side of the ice, and it just seemed like Washington was going to go into Florida with a 3-1 series lead, and you know, maybe they were going to be able to win their first postseason series since they won the Cup in 2018. And all of a sudden, you know, Garnet Hathaway's empty netter hits the post, doesn't go in. Marcus Johansson can't get it to fall in a breakaway. Sam Reinhart goes down, ties the game late. Verhage wins it in overtime. So it just felt like a really emotional swing that was so, so high, that went so, so low. And obviously this is sports, right? This is the postseason. A team wins one, a team loses one. So they obviously know the feeling. But I do feel like last night was kind of, it could be kind of that series tilter that Florida needs to kind of put the nerves away and get back in it. Uh, I guess if we look at the capital side of things, the players, you know, I feel like they felt disappointed, but they it wasn't like a despair situation. Because that's said there was no panic in the room. Alex Ovechkin said they just have to move on. And I think that's what a veteran team does, and we're just going to have to see if they can kind of continue that mindset uh, in Game 5. Did you see anything from the Panthers last night that says, okay, they finally figured the Caps out and the Caps aren't going to mm-hmm. have an answer for this? Or was it more of a more of a sense of, wow, it took the best off, one of the best offensive teams in the league 60 minutes and change just to score three goals and get out of here? Yeah, I actually, I actually feel like it was a lot of the Capitals just 
not connecting. I mean, the second period was so kind of insane. I mean, the Cavs had two power play, including a five on three. They also were on the penalty kill three straight times. So it was really just a broken up period. And I thought for Florida, I mean, they're over 13 on the power play now. And you would think that has to click at some point. And for them to still be tied in the series at 2-2 with their special teams, just not working. Uh, I think that's a huge testament to them and how they've been able to kind of be the better team and kind of these sloppy back and forth games. So I'm not sure if Florida's actually found that true gear yet that we saw in the regular season where they're scoring four plus goals a night and they seem pretty unstoppable. I think it just seems like a very back and forth game with a couple really weird odd bounces that have gone, you know, both ways for both teams. I know everybody's talking about Tom Wilson and we've all seen the unconfirmed reports and the rumors that it, it might be a lot worse than they're letting on. So, and, and I don't want you to step too far out on a ledge, but you know, we really probably shouldn't expect to see Wilson in this series or maybe for the rest of the postseason, right? Yeah, I mean, I think with Wilson, um, I mean, it's a suspected left knee, left leg injury. And with him, I think you always want to be careful with that type of injury. You don't know if that needs, you know, an off-season surgery, if they're contemplating that now, if it's just, you know, maybe a strain type of deal where they just have to kind of let it heal. So, so I think with Tom, they've been pretty adamant that it's still day to day. We haven't seen Tom on the ice since he left game one. And, you know, he's been around the press box. He's been walking. It's not like he's not been around the team. He's expected to travel mm -hmm. to Florida for game five. So all the signs are there that, I mean, he's still up and walking. But again, with any leg, knee injury, those things can take a lot of time. And I mean, at some points, you just kind of have to wait and see. Now I didn't I didn't know that 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 you guys had seen him like in the press box and stuff. So I mean, you know, based on that, how has he looked to you guys? I mean, does he look like a guy that conceivably could could come back and and play at some point in the postseason? I mean, I think Tom's always uh, pretty upbeat, so he always seems like he's fine. I mean, he's walking pretty normally. I'm not a I'm not a doctor, an expert by any means, but. I think with, again, with any leg knee thing, you're really not going to know unless you have that injury. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, you can feel something that someone's not going to see and it's pretty hard to kind of judge that. Right. But I, I do think it's still up in the air. I think maybe if the caps went up three, one in this series and we wouldn't see him for game five, but now when you're sitting at a two, two tie best of three, the rest of the way, does he push it to come back? I'm not sure, but it, it wouldn't shock me if we saw him kind of late, if he was really pushing it through. So, so the bottom line is we're not talking, this is, this isn't Alex Smith. We're seeing after, after his injury sitting in the press box. I mean, he's right. <laughs> okay. Someone, oh, you know, and that's, you know, considering what you can see in the Twitter sphere, that's, that's an important, that's an important distinction to make. Um, what do you make of, of Ilya Samsonov all of a sudden, at least in the last two games, plus the, the period in, in game two, he's a guy that is, mm -hmm. you know, that is, is, looking like somebody you can ride deep in the playoffs, but I guess we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Based on past <laughs> performances. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like Sam Snow's played pretty well. I would say in this last two starts, I mean, it was kind of a bad bounce there uh, at the end of the third period last night, he probably should have had the OT winner there. Laviolette kind of said it as well. A goalie needs to make a save there in the playoffs, but I know there was some, maybe potential goalie interference in front of him that ultimately was not called. 
So I do think that he has all the tools and that was never a question, right? Like we've talked about, he has all the tools to kind of stay in that and be the number one as the series continues. But it always seems to feel like he lets in, you know, kind of a really bad goal. Things go sideways. Now back they are square one. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting test if the Capitals do stick with them for game five, which I'm pretty sure they will. But now he's back in Florida. He's starting. He hasn't started there in the postseason this season. So I think for him, it'll be another big test. And he's not going to have kind of the home crowd around him kind of chanting and giving him kind of that positive affirmation that I think he really needs and probably feeds well off of. What would you give him as, uh, you know, on a report card for those the two games in Washington, though? I mean, it, it he, he seemed like he was he was pretty steady. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he did everything that he possibly could, especially when I just think of the penalty kill last night. I mean, he's got to be in the, what, A minus B plus range. I mean, obviously he wasn't stellar. He's not pitching shutouts. But at this time in the playoffs, you can't really expect that from either of these two goalies. So I think for him to maintain any type of consistency, for him to bounce back after a bad first goal is kind of what the Capitals need. And now you need to turn the switch on offensively on the other side. All right, so uh, Ted Leonsis decides to make a coaching change here and names Samantha Pell the head coach of the Washington Capitals for Game 5. Uh, what do you do? What do you tell this team? What, what's the strategy here to get a win uh, and, and go up 3-2 and have the chance to close this out back at Cap 1? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's so cliche and we talk about it so much, but it has to be the first period and jumping out to a good start. I feel like the Capitals, we've seen them so many times this season come out flat. The energy is not there. It feels like they're just not engaged. They're not involved in the game. And especially when you're thinking about Florida and all the adjustments that they're going to make every game, I feel like the Capitals need to do that times two. And they're back in Florida's building. They're back with their home crowd, the momentum once again. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really tough series to get out of now with, you know, possibly two of the three back in Florida. So the Capitals have all the tools to do it with or without Tom Wilson. But I do think it's all going to be about the first period and, you know, the penalties and can the Capitals actually stay out of the box and convert when they have their opportunities. And I think the entire Caps Nation would agree with me. The Capitals would should be so lucky as to have you behind the bench. They should be so lucky. <laughs> So uh, wow. what, are we, what are we what are we looking at here uh, in the Washington Post? You the uh, lone warrior down there. You got a team going with you. Uh, what what can we expect here for Game Five coverage? Yeah, for Game Five, it'll be just me. Uh, if it was a elimination type of game scenario, we would have our columnist Barry Saruga come along with me. But since it's a two-two, we're trying to figure out which way the series is going to go. Uh, it'll be just me. But obviously, we'll have all of our coverage online. We're doing a uh, chat later today uh, for some questions that people have about the caps and the series. So it's a lot of content uh, to come for the rest of the way. Excellent. We look forward to it. Samantha Pell, uh, give her a follow on Twitter. That's at Samantha J. Pell uh, and have a great game five. We will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. And that's it for us. We are out of time. Don't forget you can download us not only at the Hockey Podcast Network's website, but also Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. We'll see you after Game 5. Hashtag all caps. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. <laughs>